Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to the Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast, everything centerfire and rimfire. I wanted to get this is the last one that I'm going to do for the year. I have uh, another one coming up, uh, not this not this week, but the following week. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But um, first off, I just wanted to let you guys know, uh, go to RiflesOnly.com. Get in on the newsletter so you can keep up with what's going on. We've got the brawl coming up on February 17th and 18th. The train-up starts the... Uh, the 13th, um, and so we just want to make sure that uh, if you want to get into that match, get in to do it. Um, I'm going to talk about the Brawl sponsors, um, and just uh, with me today, fortunately, uh, in keeping with up in the quality of the podcast, I've got my good friend, Lindy Sisk. Say hi, Lindy. Good afternoon, listeners, wherever you are. <laughs> Thanks for joining with me on here, Lindy. I wanted to, I wanted to have you on here whenever we're talking about this you've been you've been out here helping us with competitions for a long time you started out at rifles only come into competitions and uh and then and now i so said you work here and then you uh you help us out with the with the with the brawl every year as well as our club matches and much appreciation for that you guys the ro's are 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 just as important as the as the sponsors and the shooters even more so because you guys give up your time that weekend so that, you know, everybody, all of us can go out and just goof off and have fun. And, and, uh, I want to thank you in front of everybody for that. Well, you're quite welcome. And, uh, allow me to remind you that the first time I came down to rifles only was in October of 2003, uh, to take one of your train ups and then shoot a match. And that was a long time ago. Yep. And the first time I actually helped you with a class was in January of 2004 and that's coming up on 19 years. Yep. 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 And we're coming up on, on 20 years so that you've been here for matches. So <laughs> in some form or another. Yep. Well, good, good. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to get into it. Um, mile high shooting accessories based out of Colorado has always been a real, real strong supporter of the brawl. Um, they have, they have always put a rifle up on the table uh, with, you know, just, I mean, and I'm talking that not, not a, not a bad one, a really good accuracy international rifle. And um, I wanted to give them a little bit of credit here today because we, we sent out our letter, our sponsored letter, and it came back with an affirmative that they were going to, they were going to sponsor again this year. And just to say that they're sponsoring is probably, probably an understatement. Um, I called up Randy because I wanted to, you know, talk about it on the podcast on what was going to be on the table and things like that. And uh, I said, hey, Randy, what are you going to do? So, I don't know. I mean, I'll let you know in a little while. So he called me back pretty much right away. And he says, well, what we're going to do is we're going to put up not one, but two Accuracy International ATX rifles and not just the rifle. It's going to be the entire rifle kitted out. In other words, it's going to have it will have the um, the top that goes across the top of your of your forend. So if you want to mount, you know, anything up there, uh, you know, thermal, night vision, whatever, you can do that. It'll also have the the swivel kit, so you can turn your ATX into a folder, which is very nice. Um, and then it's also going to be fitted with the spur mount and the new Zeiss optic. So he's going to do that times two. So he told me that, and I really couldn't speak for a second because of my jaw was on the ground. But uh, it, it's a that's a pretty nice prize thing, you know. And uh, I just found out the the rifles will actually be here; they will be here on site. And so uh, I found out that they have been delivered to the FFL. So uh, pretty exciting, very very exciting. What do you think about that, Lindy? I think those are awesome rifles. As you know, I I have an older 
2003 Accuracy International. But if I was going to go get a new rifle, I would get one of those absolutely without question. AIs just never fail. Every once in a while during a competition, I see somebody having a, a problem making their rifle run or load or do what it's supposed to do. And the little voice in my head says, should have bought an AI. And those, <laughs> yeah. are, those are great rifles. I love them. Yeah, absolutely. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. You know, I got my first one in 1997. And, um, you know, that 26 barrels, you know, all the rounds that are through that receiver. And, you know, whenever this new ATX came out, you know, I started thinking, you know, well, this, you know, they're, they're, they're an investment. But, you know, with, with the longevity that I got out of my first one, I really didn't mind getting another one. And I, I just love my ATX. Have you still got the six creed barrel on your ATX? I do. I do. I still have the six creed barrel on there. I'm, I'm saving, I've got a 22 creed barrel and some ammunition from custom reloads of Dallas. And I haven't put that one on yet. Cause I know the barrel's not going to, not going to be with us for very long. And I'm waiting cause uh, next, next spring I'll head up to Colorado. And Frank told me that he's got prairie dogs out on his range that he uses. So I'm just going to take it up there and, and smash some prairie dogs with the 22 creed. Well, that'll take care of that barrel for sure. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will. It will. But, you know, that's, that's, those guys that actually do that, you know, there's there's people that come from all over the world to come and shoot prairie dogs, you know, in, in our, you know, Midwestern regions. And, you know, South Dakota's real big. And, you know, those guys, they'll they'll come in and they'll they'll bring extra barrels with them that are already pre-fit because they know they're going to, they're just going to waste them. So, and, and that's what it's for. You know, barrels are like tires. They need to change them. One of my... Uh favorite matches aside from rifles only matches was the Allegheny sniper challenge. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of those, the guys that organized that match uh, every fall used to go up in the North country up there to shoot prairie dogs. And he would take 10 rifles and 10, or pardon me, he would take three rifles and 10,000 rounds of ammunition and come back with rifles that needed new barrels and no bullet. Yeah. Just a stack of brass in boxes. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And, and so that again, if basically what we're saying is it, these guys that are sponsoring these matches, if you need gear, if you need gear, support them because they're supporting the matches. And so that at mile high is a really good example. I, you know, I, I even talked to them again today about another project that I'm working on with, uh, with the rimfire. And it was just like, all of a sudden everybody, I mean, it's like they stop what they're doing and just really help the customer as much as they possibly can. So it's, uh, it, it's, it, they are definitely there for the shooters. They're there for the community and they have a, a really good website and, um, you know, it's just go and if there's something that you need for shooting, you know, give them a holler, talk to them, especially with they're, they're supporting two rifles at a single match, you know, and this is not a, this is not, you know, just a rifle to where you got to go out and you have to buy a scope and then you have to buy rings. No, these are fully functional. These things are ready to go. And so it, it I, I was just, I was just shocked, amazed, and very grateful for them to do that. If I recall correctly, you told me those were coming with uh, six Creedmoor barrels on them. Is that right? Negative. They'll be six, five. They'll be oh, six, six, five. Okay. Yeah, six, five. Creedmoor. Well, the nice thing about 6.5 Creedmoor is that there's lots of factory ammunition. So if yep. you don't want to have to reload, then that's a great caliber to use. That's what my AI is currently chambered in. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Frank told me he, you know, I was, had one with him a little while ago. I'm, I'm running six Creedmoor, and, you know, whenever I got mine, I ordered the barrel with it. It, it arrived with my six Creedmoor barrel. And Frank has been shooting that a lot, too. And he says that, that six Creedmoor ammunition is pretty widely available as well. He says he can find it anywhere. So either one of those calibers, you can't go wrong. And then, uh, of course, the, if you wanted to go with something like a 6GT, that's fine. I know that uh, that uh, GA Precision has ammo for that. Uh, so it, if you wanted to go with that GT route, the GT is is super good. It, you know, Frank was you know just singing its praises and everything else. But that's what's so good about you know these these ATX rifles. <clears throat> you know, if you you want to change it from you know 243, 260, 308, 656, 6 GT, whatever. All it is is just you unscrew this one little screw on the side. The barrel comes off by hand. You screw your new barrel on. And then you tighten up the the locking locking screw on the side, and that's it. You've got a brand new gun, brand new caliber, <clears throat> just whatever you need. You can do that with these guns. They're they're really really versatile. Uh, didn't I see somewhere that uh, George had gotten Hornady to make the ammo for the six GT? Yes, yes, that's my understanding as well. Well, that's bound to be some good ammo because I'm shooting the Hornady 140 ELD match in my in my gun, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. It's it, that that six five and six millimeter stuff is is amazing. And you know, Frank's been messing with that that uh, Valkyrie as well. So he 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 likes the twenty two. He's pushing that up to around three thousand feet per second in that. So uh, those those smaller bullets, man, those smaller bullets, they'll they work for you. That's for sure. <clears throat> So moving on uh, to our next one, we have a local area um, Polaris dealership, and so that I thought, you know, Lisa said, you know, we need to kind of get outside the box and see, you know, see if we can do some other stuff. And so I went down there. And it turns out that uh, one of the managers down there, I went to college with him, and so I was talking to him about it, and he says, well, you know, talk to the owner. So I talked to the owner, went and set up a meeting, went down there and talked to him, and so this is going to be a prize that's not necessarily in the shooting world, but damn, we all need them. And he's putting up a uh, 54 or 58 inch zero turn mower. It's about, uh, I don't know, around 7,000 retail. And so we're, <laughs> that will actually be on site as well. So if your yard's looking a little crappy or, uh, or you know it's going to look that way in the summertime, come shoot good because <laughs> this is a really, really nice prize. So uh, that'll be I here like, as well. Go ahead. I really like those uh, zero radius turn mowers. The one I have is only 48 inches, but then I've only got uh, the three front acres on our property so uh, that I have to mow, so it works fine. But those are fantastic. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's it, it's uh, it really does. It's a game changer. You know, you can get around your trees or around your little, you know, your your uh, walkways and stuff like that. They're just so maneuverable, and you can put those blades on top of that grass, you know, right away. A whole lot less weed eating whenever you're using a zero turn. So for those of you who are outdoorsy people or not living in the city where they don't, where you have to take care of a yard, uh, here we go, man. And I know that I, I went through these machines and they're, they're really, really nice, uh, heavy duty. They're, um, kind of a cross between a residential and a commercial whenever you start looking at the way they're built. So at any rate, that's happening. And, and we really appreciate them doing that. I thought it was a very, very generous prize. And so that, that, uh, shop is called Neeson Outdoors and it's based here in Kingsville. And um, they're, if you're coming to Rifles Only, you're going you're gonna to drive right past it. It's on the north side of town. If you take uh, the Sage Road exit, you can go in there and take a look at what they have, the Polaris products that they have, the other products that they have. They've got 
uh, all sorts of light bars and pretty much anything off road outdoor, you know, they've got it as far as it's, and it's going to be something that, you know, get you, get you down the trail and, and have a good time. Some of the, some of those Polaris Rangers that I've seen in there are, are damn, they look nice, but wow, they're expensive, man. <laughs> Next one is going to be DST Precision. And so what those are, the DFATs, the dry fire aid to training. And um, I, we talk about them in the class. And then the students that, that see them and use them, they, they typically go over to the pro shop and they buy them. And what this is, is it's a, it's a dry fire training aid. And what it does is it, allow, it goes onto the uh, objective lens of your scope. And what it does is it allows you to focus your scope really, really close. Now, when with this came in handy, I was teaching a rimfire class in Minnesota, not this past summer, but the summer previous. And it was like, it was summertime in Minnesota. And it's like, we had every bit of kind of weather that you could possibly have in, in, in Minnesota, except the cold, but we had, we had the windy season. We had the hurricane season. We had the rainy season. We had the hot season. It was all there, but we were watching on our afternoon session. We were watching what was going on with the weather. And we knew that there was a big cell that was getting ready to come through and just dump rain and a bunch of wind and everything else. Well, at, at where we were shooting, they have a, a, a building that you can go in and it's, it's pretty roomy. And so what we did was we brought a bunch of barricades in the building and the guy who owns this uh, DFAT company, he pulled out and he, put a DFAT on every single student's rifle. And this is a big class, like 18 people in it. And um, so the thing about it is, is we were able to continue training because he also has targets that go with them. And they're just eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper with a picture on it, you know, just like a landscape. And it's a, it, it's a realistic picture. And then it has targets out there that are of varying sizes. So it gives you the, the impression that you're shooting at longer ranges. And so you can dry fire, you know, here at rifles only we're huge advocates of the, of the dry fire process. And so when you're able to get in there and not miss out on an afternoon of training, which is pretty important during a three day class, um, you know, because there was no way we were going to be outside. It was just too dangerous, but we were inside and it just, we were able to train. We were able to work off all the barricades and some of the improvised barricades that we made out of chairs and two by fours and other shit like that. But it really, it, it really enhanced our ability to train when the weather was bad outside. And this has really come in handy too. If you don't, if you do have to drive, you know, for a pretty far piece to get to a range to where you can actually shoot, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't train because dry fire training is absolutely key. So I, I, I'm just, I'm very delighted that those guys are on board as well. No, that's a great, that's a great prize. And, and I'm sure you know, but your listeners may not that Allison Zane credits her ability to dry fire indoors when she was confined during the COVID epidemic in 2020 with her ability to not just participate and compete well in national level CRF matches or, or precision rifle matches, but to win those matches. Because what she would do is she would do her schoolwork part of the day and then dry fire the rest of the day using that device and improvised barricades and stuff that she had rigged up inside her house. Now, I'm a, you know I'm a firm believer in dry fire, and there's still dry fire targets that I put up on the, the north fence to the middle pasture at rifles only, but she took that to a whole nother level. Yes, yeah, she did. You, it's hard to really, it's hard to really argue with her prowess with the rifle. You know what I mean? She really knows what she's doing and she credits it to dry fire. <laughs> it's amazing. And we, we know of some 
other people in other shooting disciplines that they say the same thing. They say that the dry fire is absolutely, absolutely everything that works for them. So it's, it's really good. That's a, that's a good thing. Our next one is, uh, okay, we've had these guys, <laughs> Bartland Barrels. Uh, Bartland Barrels is going to do a custom barrel for us. That'll be on the table. Um, I had a chance to do a couple of podcasts with those guys with Frank Green, and he answered a lot of our questions. Did you listen to those podcasts, Lindy? I did, and I thought they were fantastic, and there was a Bartline barrel on my Accuracy International at the moment. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, it's just, and now I think it kind of means a little more because we're going to know a lot more about what goes into making a barrel and, you know, what goes into making one shoot and everything else just because we were able to listen to Frank. Then Bartland, you know, stepped up again. They've always they've always sponsored, and they're, they're doing it again. So we're real happy about that. The um, next one is going to be Spartan Precision Rifles. That's going to be two barrel jobs, including the muzzle threads. So um, that will be you know, the, the chambering, you know, and, and all of that. And then plus on the muzzle thread and he'll, you know, make sure that it has a, a, a thread protector on there. So you can, if you want to run a muzzle break or you want to use one of the, the tuners, or if you want to screw on a suppressor, uh, the barrel will be ready to do it. If you don't, that's fine. You can just leave the, the thread protector on the end and uh, you can just shoot it without any of that stuff. So it, it's I'm real, real happy with those guys. They're a small shop and based out of, uh, I believe they're in Idaho now. And so um, that another another one. Uh, Regina shoots his guns, I think, almost exclusively. And so the yeah, know, obviously, uh, Marcus Marcus is a great riflesmith. In fact, when when he was based in California, I kept trying to get him to move to Texas. Yeah, but he went he went a little further north. But uh, he turns out great work. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I know that you know, like I say, Regina shoots his guns, and and she's you can't argue with the way she shoots either. <laughs> so it's pretty good. Pretty good. Next one is going to be Leupold. Um, so this one's kind of good. They're going to do two of the Mark V HD scopes. Um, I run those scopes. Uh, I have six of them. Uh, I'm a real fan. Uh, if you go back in the podcast, we've had uh, Mike Bocciolieri, uh Buck on, and he was another one that people kept requesting him to come back on. And fortunately, he's actually going to be on site during the week of the train up and the brawl. And so he's already said, he's already agreed to come back on the podcast. And there was, uh, you know, I, I've seen him work whenever he teaches classes. And whenever you're going to put in a block of instruction with him about optics, make sure he has plenty of time because he has a lot to say. I mean, he's, he's very, very knowledgeable on him. And uh, which is obvious from the last podcast we have, his his delivery is super good. He's super fun to listen to. And um, it, thank you to Leopold for for putting a couple of those on the on the uh, on the table again. So again, having Buck back, he'll be on the podcast again. Thank you to Leopold for those those uh, scopes that are going on the table. Much appreciated. Then we move that's, in. That's a that's an absolutely great scope. As you know, I have one on my uh, twenty two. Yep. And when Buck was down there. Uh, with a group that we were training some time back. It was just a fascinating class. He talked for six straight hours, and I took pages of notes, stopping only to go out and go to the bathroom. Yep. And I look forward to being able to pick his brain while he's down there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be great to have him on site again. Um, last time he was here, we were able to do a little bit of hunting after the after the brawl, too. So that was that was kind of nice. We'll see if we can do that again. Maybe we can. I'm not sure. But, man, it was just it's going to be really nice to have him. Next one is Hornady. Uh, Hornady came on. Uh, Hornady's doing some gear. Not really sure what it is uh, yet, 
but I know that uh, there's a box over there that I haven't opened up yet, but it's, you know, from Hornady, we sent out a, a request for them. I, I think that they really need no no introduction. I shoot Hornady ammunition in my six and my six five barrel when I put that on, and I have no issues with it at all. The um, the six millimeter last year uh, around this time, a little bit earlier, uh, I ended up getting an elk and a Nell guy in the same week with their with their ammo of the six millimeter Creedmoor, and that was just Hornady straight out of the box. So the bullets will go where you want them to go provided you can point the rifle in that direction so a big shout out to hornady for for coming on board as a sponsor we really appreciate it and then um the next one is going to be manners and uh manners has always been a sponsor every time that since they've been in business manners has always sponsored in fact we sell slings over in the in the pro shop and so i called tom one time and said hey man i i need a stock to showcase these slings. And he said, sure. It's like they showed up the next day. And so when someone's in the pro shop and they're trying to pick out which sling they want, you know, they can put that, they can put it on the stock and actually try it out. And, you know, Tom never charged me for that. I mean, I hope, I hope he's getting some good advertisement out of it, but they're doing it again. And the stock will actually be on the table, not a certificate. The stock will actually be here. So we have the guns that will be here, the mower that'll be here, the stock that'll be here. Um, so all these things are, are really, really good. Um, Again, we have in so far a few other companies. Again, Vortex. Um, if you go out and you look at scopes, you know, you go to a match and you see them, you're going to see a lot of Vortex scopes. There's no question about it. We do classes down here and we see the Vortex scope from their bottom end all the way up to their top end. And so they have a, they have a real good following. And there's a reason for that. You know, it's a good scope, great warranty, uh, great people to work with. You know, I, I've had uh, Scott Parks on with, on the podcast and, I'm, I have those scopes. I like them. There's nothing wrong with them. Uh, in fact, they are definitely high end. Even their low end is high end. So it's kind of, I mean, you think about it, you've been teaching these classes with me, Lindy. I mean, how many times have you seen a vortex break? Never. <laughs> I know. I know. I, like I said, I know of one that got run over by a big mower up in central Texas, but it took a big John Deere mower, 15 foot bat wing to actually break it. So that, that goes to say something about that. I mean, it's uh, for well, our normal use, it's going to be good scope. And their warranty is fantastic too. I have seen some that got damaged in accidents like that. Nothing wrong with the scope. Just got run over by a truck or something and Vortex replaces it or fixes it without question. Yeah, they. I think they. What they say is your fault, our fault. We don't care. We are going to be happy with our product. So if something goes wrong, so that that's kind of nice. Next one, moving on. Uh, Kuhl Clothing, cool clothing. Have, have you heard of that, Lindy? I have. Yeah. I don't have any of it. Yeah, well, I know that whenever I go up where we work in Colorado, there's uh, some people up there that we that we work with on their properties and stuff like that. And they are just fanatics about it. And, you know, Lisa reached out to them, not necessarily, again, not necessarily a sponsor of of shooting events or sporting events like, you know, like ours. But uh, they stepped up and they said, yep, they're going to sponsor. So, again, uh, thank you to that cool clothing. Uh, I, I am planning on getting some of that to try it out. So next one goes into KMW. Uh, Terry Cross's company. Uh, he's on board, you know, to sponsor again. He's always sponsored. Uh, he's always real good with that. We sell his products in our pro shop too. But uh, you know, it, it's it's really nice if if you need those uh, those podlocks. You know, they, we can't keep them in stock. You know, they kind of make it a lot easier to adjust the the bipod swivel on a, on the Harris bipods. So it, we're real happy about that. Um, next one moving in is obviously WeBad. Uh, everybody knows who WeBad is. They're, they're going to have some of their stuff on the table. Again, a longtime sponsor. Whenever they show up to shoot the match, they have a box. 
everything in the box goes on the table and it's it's all kinds of stuff they have every kind of rear bag that you could possibly imagine their products are um, i use them uh obviously they're just really good supporters of the community another one is uh, short action precision they're on board again we sell their slings in our pro shop as well uh really good sling uh, i i have not had any problems with it at all i've used it it works as advertised no issues with it whatsoever thanks to those guys they're they're always been huge sponsors and really good friends uh i like it they every now and then they'll come down to the match and I hopefully they'll come this year we'll see what happens but um moving on is Armageddon gear now we, we had a podcast with Tom uh, I've known Tom for a long time and you know the Armageddon gear stuff that he sends is always always really good stuff he always sends one of the one of the rifle cases that he has the soft rifle cases and then he'll put in you know the, the different slings that he has the rear bags that he has and so again thank you to, to Armageddon gear and and tom fuller uh, for that we really appreciate it and then next one that i'm going to talk about today and i'll be talking about these on podcast you know, as time goes by but bushnell bushnell's back on board so they're going to uh they're going to support the match as well and that that bushnell scope i mean there was a there was, we talked about it on the podcast whenever tom came you know to work for bushnell before armageddon gear you know what do you say that 30 percent 30 percent of the shooters in the field out there were shooting bushnell do you remember that correctly lindy yep i do yeah. All right. But man, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to talk about so far. Uh, we have other things that would, the list is a mile long and we're waiting to hear back from a lot of people, but we really appreciate those guys that have gotten on board. I think this prize table, if it sits right now, if we stopped right now, it would be a very, very good looking prize table. So if you, we need to get over there to riflesonly.com and get signed up, buddies, we'll do that. So next little thing I wanted to talk to you about, Lindy, um, Whenever we have our classes that are in here and we're, we start, you know, we're, we have a lecture series that sometimes it's it's uh, maybe one or two lecture series during the week, you know, that is in addition to, you know, the first morning of our classes. Um, and, you know, sometimes we'll have, you know, two of them or three of them, you know, later in the week come in the classroom. It's too hot, too cold, raining, whatever. And one of the topics that you are very, very familiar with is the stuff from Dustin Solomon, who wrote the book Building Shooters. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Um, considering neurophysiological-based training really started with Daniel Coyle in his book, The Talent Code, back in 2007. And Dustin Solomon took that concept, delved extensively into it, and then wrote a series of books. Uh, he wrote Building Shooters, Mentoring Shooters, uh, On Training, Volume 1 and Volume 2, and uh, Hitting in Combat and Neuro, which is about a new system for training that he's come up with. And I've been watching that system. He's been talking about it for a while, and I really want to see one in action. Uh, one of the things Dustin has been critical about is the handgun training community, specifically civilian defensive shooters and and police shooters. Uh, police shooters are notoriously for not being very effective in shooting on the street. And Dustin said about that, and I'm quoting from his book, when we take brain function and compare it against how we teach, how we measure our success in teaching, what we measure and how our measurement and qualification methods impact what we teach people to do, 
the 800-pound gorilla in the room becomes pretty obvious. We use a tool that doesn't work to prepare the wrong machine to achieve a standard that doesn't mean anything. Mm. And specifically what he's talking about is we need to better orient the teaching of shooting to how our brain actually works. And that's what he's written extensively about, as I said. I, I've got and I have read all of his books. And uh, I'm really excited that you're going to have him on the podcast. And I hope that he will talk some more about that. And maybe while you're doing that, you can uh, talk him out of loaning you one of those systems for training or for test and evaluation, because I'd love to see how it works. But, um, you know, he's really talked about Hebb's Law, how the brain processes information. Uh, people talk about muscle memory. There's no such thing as muscle memory. Your brain has memory. And whenever you go to execute a physical action, what happens is electrical impulses trans um, run along a series of neurons to generate the muscle activity that does that. And the more that you do a specific action, the thicker that neural pathway gets a myelin sheet built up around it. And the myelin sheet does two things. One is it helps ensure that that set of signals will not go astray. And the other is it helps speed them up. And what we know now from years of functional MRI testing is that a fully myelinated brain pathway can be up to or more than 100 times faster than one that's not. Yeah. And those pathways are myelinated through repetitious either live fire or dry fire, but obviously dry fire is much more cost effective than live fire, and you can do that anyway. And Solomon has really been the, the first guy that popularized that concept, although guys like David Tubb and Robbie Latham have been talking about dry fire uh, for decades, but Solomon is really the guy that put the neurophysiology behind that concept, and I'm really looking forward to having him on your podcast. Yeah, I, I spoke with him. I spoke with him yesterday afternoon, and we are tentatively scheduled. Today's Thursday. We are tentatively scheduled to record not tomorrow Friday, but the following Friday. So I guess that's ninth, eighth, seventh, well, sixth on January sixth is when we're scheduled to to do that. I I had uh, reached out a, a a friend of mine had sent me his books. He's actually sitting with Dustin whenever I called him, and uh, so they sent me out the books, and I made it made my way through building shooters, and I'm working on the next one. And it was uh, there was some stuff in there that really struck me as interesting, and part of that is. Um, the, and we even spoke about this a little bit yesterday. We were on the, weren't on the phone very long. He was he was busy and he was out of town. But um, it's the time that you're training is vitally vitally important. But also important is the time spent not training. And I thought it was interesting because we've seen that at rifles only you know over the years. Um, and it, it just the time not training is when the brain actually has a chance to organize all of the things, all of the concepts that you were, you know, that you're working through in class. 
And if they get a chance to get that brain off of it, stop thinking about it, the subconscious will kind of organize that stuff. And whenever you come back, you have a, you're on the road for a better application of what you're trying to accomplish. In our case, the fundamentals of marksmanship. So I thought that was, no, that, yeah, go ahead, Lindy. That's absolutely correct. What Dustin talks about is the human brain's really got three memory systems, short-term, declarative, and procedural. And you get stuff into short-term memory, and then you need to leave it alone for at least 24 hours so it can consolidate into declarative memory. And then the way that you get the procedural memory, procedural memories are basically procedures that you can access without thinking about them. And you've got lots of examples about how this works. But procedural memories are, are built through high repetition training. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody talks about when they're talking about dry fire. And the, the more you build those procedures, the faster they get and the less likely they are to go astray. John Farnham, one of my trainers, says amateurs practice until they can do it right, but professionals practice until they can't do it wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And we talk about that so much in our, in our classes down here. You know, it's about, you know, just getting everything to where we know that when 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 we're we're with the long range rifle so the problem we're trying to solve is is downrange you see and so what we need to do is our our fundamental things that were at us they need to be perfect because if something goes wrong downrange we want to make sure that's an environmental cause you know the wind or the incorrect range something like that we don't want it to be our breathing or our trigger press and follow through. And so that was, you know, it's kind of, that's why you and I have been, you know, saying this for years and years and years. It has to be perfect every time. Otherwise, any correction that you make means absolutely nothing. And so the procedural memory, it ha- the fundamentals have to be in your procedural memory. They can't be in your short term and declarative. You're getting there, you know, because you can talk about them and you can, you can say about it, but the procedural ones. And one of the examples I use is, is brushing your teeth. You know, it, I mean, you don't have to tell yourself how to brush your teeth. You know, you're, you're obviously thinking about other things the day ahead, the day past, whatever. You're not thinking about how you're brushing your teeth and you're doing a pretty good job of it. Another one is, is keeping your car centered in a lane when you're driving down the road. You know, you're, you're not physically or not, you're not having that conscious thought of, Hey, I'm, I'm getting to the right side of this lane. I better add a little bit of left. You know, that stuff is not going on anymore. And the reason is, is like you said, repetition, we've been doing it over. And like Dustin says, repetition, repetition, repetition. And it gets to the point to where you don't have to think about it and you can, you you can solve other tasks or react to other things outside of there, the correct way, provided everything is in the correct memory bank in your brain. No, that's, that's absolutely it. Um, people talk about multitasking and people can't really multitask at least not with multiple things that they have to think about but when you have your breathing, your trigger control and your follow through in procedural memory you can do other things like observe what's going on downrange and stuff without having to think about those tasks yeah agreed agreed well, like I say, he's going to be, he's going to be on and, um, I, we're, we're going to visit about all of these things and, you know, where it came from. I think he's a former Naval officer. And so I think he's been doing this for, for quite a while, you know, with the, the books and the neuroscience behind the shooting and, and building shooters was a great book. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to that, man. It's going to be a good one. 
I agree. I'm looking forward to it too. All In right. fact, I may, I may send you a couple of questions that I want you to ask him. Please do. And if anyone out there is listening, do the same thing. Send it to ROAP at riflesonly.com. That's the email that is exclusively dedicated to the podcast, ROAP at riflesonly.com. Dustin Solomon, I'm going to be with him uh, next week, at the end of next week. And if you have read his books or if you're looking to learn a little bit more about this, it's a, it's a really good resource. I know that Lindy references, references his book several times during our precision rifle classes down here and rightly so uh it's 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 just really good information and so we'll have a chance to do that but you guys out there in the audience as well you know help me out send me some questions and uh that that you would like to know about and we'll we'll definitely present it to him and, and talk to him I yesterday was the first time i had actually had a, a conversation with him on the phone and he just he seems like a super good guy and he seems like he really wants to get this information out there and he was very pleasant to visit with him and i'm looking forward to having him on the podcast I will add that if you're a firearms instructor, Building Shooters is a great book. But if you're a firearms instructor, you really need to read both volume one and volume two of On Training mm -hmm. because there's material in there. I have gone through those books multiple times, and every time I do, I always learn something. Yeah, for well, sure. I consider them essential for anybody that's teaching firearm skills. Agreed, agreed. I'm going. I'm working my way through them now, and you know, I've got I've got all of the books here, and I'll I'll tell you, I'm I'm picking up stuff that is definitely going to improve the quality of instruction, uh, just just by the way it's presented. And so we'll be able to we'll be able to you know hash that out, me and you, Lindy. So we'll 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 get that all sorted. Well, cool. Well, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter one today, but I just wanted to uh, get the information about the brawl out there. It's going to be on the 17th and 18th of February. Go to riflesonly.com. You can sign up there. We already gone through the, uh, the sponsor list that we have right now. Mile High, Neeson Outdoors, DST Precision, Bartland Barrels, Spartan Rifles, Leopold, Hornady, Manners, Vortex, Cool, KMW, Webad, Sap, Armageddon Gear, and Sap is Short Action Precision. Armageddon gear and Bushnell, and there's more on the way. So we're going to reach out again and and uh, have another podcast. We'll talk about that and see you know more stuff that comes in. But wanted y'all to have a chance to um, to get in on this. We are we will be limiting it to 80 shooters. So uh, don't don't waste time. Go ahead and get signed up. Lindy, thank you for taking the time with me. I know you got a lot of stuff going on, and so I wanted to thank you for coming on and, and visiting. I know that. You're a, a, a fan of the of the work of, that Dustin's doing, and so I knew we were going to talk about that to kind of prep for the the next recording of the podcast when he'll be on here. And I wanted your input on that, and thank you for taking the time to do that with me. It was my pleasure, Jacob. Anytime. All right, sir. We will talk to you, Lindy. Hang on with me after this, but we're going to go ahead and get our rock music out of here. And everybody, ROAP at riflesonly.com. Any questions you have for Dustin Solomon, send them to me. Any questions you have for Rifles Only or for Lindy, send them to that email. 